Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 41 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Varnado and Roxy Hayes. How to execute a spec script with special guest Drea Andy Bolt. This is the Arts Academy podcast brought to you by the New York Alt Arts Academy. I'm Dean Victor Varnado, and this is Deputy Hay- Headmistress Roxy <laughs> Hayes. Hayes Mistress. <laughs> Hayes Mistress. Hey. Well, and ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest today is Drea Bolt. She is a producer. She is a writer. She is a comedian. She is a lot of things. She's the best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did, what did, they, what did you say, Drea? I said, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we're going to talk about today is spec scripts. Uh, now, if you don't know what spec script is, let's just break that down really quick. Spec st- stands for speculation. Uh, it stands spec- for uh no money. <laughs> yes. It also stands for no money. Spec or speculation scripts are scripts that the industry will usually ask writers to show that they know how to write or to pitch their story idea through script form. Uh, often, spe- not often, always spec scripts mean no money it has become synonymous with meaning no money if somebody says spec script to you they're asking you to write for no money period um and i'm not saying you should never write a spec script but but it's a decision anytime somebody asks you to write a spec script it's a decision and consider it I think everybody needs a spec script. It's just write your own one. And then when, if you're going to write for other people, then that's the thing. But it's like last time I was in Connecticut, my Uber driver had a spec script, you know, everybody's got one. So, so I, I do think spec scripts are such a great way to practice your writing, get your writing out there. And, you know, you should want to do it, but, but it's, but it is for free. So like do it from the heart. And if other people are asking you to work, for free, like make sure it's something you really want to do, but you are specking it. Yeah, you're specking it. In fact, I wrote a script before, I wrote a script for a movie that I knew was never going to be made, okay? Uh, And in this case, when they asked me to write a spec script, I told them no, because I could tell this movie was never going to be made. There are some times when someone might ask you to write a spec script and you can be like, yes. For instance, if it was a producer whom I was personal friends with and we needed the script to be done so that we can actually get funded without a script, we weren't going to get funded. And they and I knew that they didn't have the resources, then maybe I would write a script, spec script for them. In this case, it was a movie that I knew that wasn't going to be made but the person on the other end was Stan Lee. <gasps> At this point, he was alive. Now, <laughs> they, they asked me to write a spec script for Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, but 
it, I was to co-write with Stan Lee and the script would say written by Stan Lee and Victor Baranato, but they asked the production company asked me to do it for spec. But I was, there's no way I was going to write something with Stan Lee's name on it first that he writes zero of it. When you're, when you're working with someone as like Stan Lee, like a, a, a person like as big as Stan Lee, what might happen is they will give you a page and a half of notes and you turn that into a 120 page script that might happen. And their name still goes first, mm -hmm. which is totally reasonable except for the no money part. So okay. when they I'll asked me to write a spec script, I said, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this, um, you know, on one hand, I just think it's really funny that you turned down writing with Stanley. You're like, hell no. <laughs> no, no, I did write. They paid me. Oh, oh you did write. Oh. No, I wrote I, it. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> I wrote oh, it. Great. But they paid Another, me. You know who else asked me to write a spec script? The Blue Man Group. <laughs> what? Like the, the original Blue Men, wanted, they wanted to release like an IMAX movie. They asked me to write a spec script for them. And I was like, you guys are the Blue Men, the original Blue Men. Like they never work a day in their life again. And I was like, I'm not writing a spec script for you guys. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Go ahead, yes. So would you advise this for people that are just starting out? Because you're way more established. So like, would you no. suggest the same kind of... I would advise you listen to what Drea just said. You definitely want to have a spec script for yourself. Gotcha. Yeah, we used to be in a world where if you wanted to write for TV, you would pick your top three TV shows. There were only two seasons in and you would write an episode of one of those shows. And then your agent would send it out to the other sitcoms, not that sitcom, because if they wouldn't hire you off that script, sometimes they would buy script that was once in a while, but really you were just writing a script to show you could write other people's voices. You know how to tell a story. You can execute something on occasion. There was a script there where somebody would buy it. And then, you know, years ago we shifted this place where everybody was like, okay, I need original voices. And now I've got a ton of great spec scripts, but now I don't know the difference they're writing. They sound like me, but I need people to sound like themselves. And then, original spec pilots became popular again, where you could actually, where people actually started to read them. And I always tell people, you need a sample, whether it is a half hour, a feature film, a short film, a web series, I don't care what it is. It, it is like, this is how you tell a story and this is totally you on a page and you can stand by it, you know? Cause people are gonna wanna meet that person on the page, you know, nowadays is like where we're at because there's so many great writers now. You know, there's enough people who know how to tell a story and showrunners are like, I know how to format the episodes. I know how to make this show a show. I need voices. I need people to make this show sing, you know? Um, yeah. So that's why yeah. it's like, get, get yourself a spec that makes your voice sing. And then like Victor's saying like, you know, I wrote a script that people were like, this is never going to get made, but it's such my voice on the page that it, then people could see that like, oh, this is like, this would be a hundred million dollars and nobody spends that on comedies, but hey, you know, this has puppets or whatever, but it was me on the page. And even though it was like R rated, I was getting meetings at Disney to write shows mm -hmm. for kids. It didn't matter because they know that if you know how to be a storyteller, you can take out the F word and still, you know, like, People who work in kids' teeth, you know, they just want to see who you are, I think. Gotcha. That's what, okay. that's what specs are great for. Your spec should be fun to read. If you can write a spec script that's fun to read, that'll take you so far. 
Uh, it just needs to have a great premise. It needs to have fun characters. Not not even fun because if it's a dramatic, you know, you know, murderers, I guess, aren't that fun. But <laughs> you want your you you want your script to sing with emotion, whatever that emotion may be, because you when people are reading your spec script, what they usually want to know is they want to know that you can make them feel something, anything, and they want to know that you can write a script with a cohesive story from beginning to end. That's what they need to know when they're hiring somebody. Yes to, yes to everything you're saying, Victor. People wanna see that you know how to tell a story, that you bring, you know, when I when I was first starting out in the industry, I got to write script coverage um, for American Work Inc. So these are like producers who did the Hangover movies and um, Elf and you know Road Trip and stuff like that. And my job as the intern was to read the scripts that agents would send their production companies to consider making. And the filter they would ask me to go through was. Um, you know, does it have a voice? Do they have a voice? Like they'll even forgive your formatting. They'll mm -hmm. forgive that you didn't, you don't know how to break an act or whatever when that's supposed to happen. If you really have a voice and they would say, if you get 40 pages into a script and you're not super enjoying it, you don't have to read the rest of it. And then it's like in the hands of this little intern to then write coverage. And what I think decides if those people are gonna read it or not, you know? And I was like, this feels like a lot of pressure. I took it very seriously, but one of the things I learned there was this unique original script voice thing. You know, they had not, not that everybody, you know, uh, it's like Shakespeare had his own voice. The girl who wrote Juno um, uh, had her own original voice. And the great thing about being the WGA or just getting an internship where you can read scripts, like just read scripts, they're online now. Um, but like every year they send you all the scripts that are nominated, but they send them to you like in a book format. And it's really interesting how like in Angelina Jolie's script, she had all kinds of stuff really bolded, you know, that she mm -hmm. wanted, that was like telling her story the way she wanted her reader to be thinking certain things. And it's like, is that necessarily standard? No, but like, she's just like, this is what's important for me to articulate this story. And this is how I want to write it, you know? Or it was, I have no idea what, if that's what she was thinking, you know, but that's mm -hmm. what it feels like. And yeah, if that, I just said a lot of stuff. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. That's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk Please. about it all day. You know, I really could talk about it all day because it's like, people want to be beholden to a book. They want to read Save the Cat or they want to read Dan Harmon's thing and they just want to plug and play. And you can get the algorithm down, learn the code, learn the equation for like, you know, character starts off in places, something normal, accepts a quest, heads out, like get all that stuff in your bones, but then like, let your heart sing. If you're being called to write a script, it's because there's something in your heart that's like, I got a story and I need to tell it. And that script is the one that people actually want to read. And the best ones are when you're just mowing through it, you know, like where you just can't stop turning the page. And you should feel that way about your own work. You'll feel it when you're reading your own stuff. Does it flow? That's why the action's so important. Like, don't feel like you got to put a bunch of your personality in the action if it's going to slow the flow of the reader. Only put personality, like I only make jokes in the action when I'm moving the story forward and the joke supports that. 
but mm. it, it has to work on a lot of levels. Otherwise people are like angry that you're wasting their time in the action. You know, it's like a lot of that stuff's happening when people read, which they don't always read. So if you're actually getting somebody to actually read your stuff, it's like, make it the stuff you really care about that you did for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. In fact, people, people say that a lot. They say, don't write for, don't write to, don't write what you think people want to read, write what you enjoy instead. But let's just break that down. At least yeah. it, I took a while and I thought about that for a very long time. And what it really means, I think, is make something, make something that you yourself would enjoy uh, ingesting. So like write a script that you would enjoy reading. Like if you hadn't written it, what type of script would it be that you'd be excited to pick up? That's the key to a lot. Like when that it's it's not even just about scripts. It's about art in general. Like yeah. when I make something, I try to make things that if even if I wasn't the one who made it, that I would be so excited to to see it or to enjoy it. In fact, that's what this is right now. This is something. This this whole thing, this podcast, the whole idea, the New York Alt Arts Academy is something that I really wish existed. And so we're yeah. bringing it into existence. Make things that you would enjoy. And so write what you would enjoy. If, and your script, uh, your spec script should be something that is like a banner for your soul. Just like all the things that you love the most should be in that script. And that's what people respond to. One time, a good friend of mine had just booked writing on SNL and he was nervous. You know, it's like, OK, here we go. You're going to the big leagues. You know, we were like in our 20s and and he got this great advice that he passed on to me and I'm passing it on. And it was from like an ex SNL head writer who said, like, write what you love, because then even if people don't like it or you get fired or all that stuff happens, at least it's because of something that you love, you know, because if you write what you think they want and then you get rejected, you are always going to regret, man, I had this idea or I would have done it like this or I should have, you know, it's like, don't live with that stuff. Just do it your way. And then if people don't like it, just blow through them and go to the one who does like it. That's the one like the pickup artist comes in where it's like the script is like, just get ready for a lot of no's. You only need one. Yes. You only need the right one. You know, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about <laughs> movies that I feel are pieces that people wrote where it was definitely like it showed that this person really just cared or loved that thing that they wrote. I think maybe Groundhog's Day is an example of that or Ghostbusters is an example of that. I think Ghostbusters is actually the product of a screenwriting class where at the end of a screenwriting class, someone came out with Ghostbusters, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so- Is that a true story? Yeah, it's a true story, I, as I like far it. as I know. It's I mean, cool. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say for absolutely sure, but I know I've heard it more than once that some student was in a class and they came out with Ghostbusters, and that was like, and then their their instructor took it to I think Ivan Reitman or somebody like that uh, because they were like, this is an exceptionally funny script, which is great. Anyway, so if we if we can uh, just capsule. <laughs> Enca encapsulate oh, you know what, what we just we said. Go ahead. Can I pitch? Can I yeah. say one last 
thing. Because even though the the art of a spec script of a TV show that already exists is kind of dead, you know, I just want to say that I still believe that there is room for it. If that if your heart still feels like, oh, man, like I wish that I could write an episode of like Stranger Things, you know, like my friend, he just wrote this episode of Stranger Things. But if it had been the cast of the Golden Girls, if those universes had clashed and like that's a script that's never going to get made, you know, but he just followed his heart. And so many people love meeting with him just because it's so funny. They just want to meet with him, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like I just want to say that like, yes, that's not really a thing anymore. But also I think it's still a thing. I think. I think it's yeah. still a thing. Every once in a while, uh, uh, scripts float around, spec scripts for shows. The ones that I'm talking about right now are they're spec scripts for shows, but episodes that would never, ever exist, like mm -hmm. Seinfeld yeah. uh, encounters zombies. Or uh, there is a spec script that a friend of mine was writing, which was about uh, an episode of Frasier, where Frasier was Me Too'd. So, People write those because they're really interesting to read. They're fun to right. read. And that's mm -hmm. part of what a spec script is all about. But even so, throw your heart into it. And then sometimes those things do become real things. I mean, we wouldn't have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies if somebody hadn't thought, wouldn't it be funny if... Yeah, so. and I'll also say this is something Matt Besser used to say a lot. And I do think there is something to this too. Like in my brain, I also early in my career, I said like, okay, what's an idea that I really love, but that I could actually make, you know, because we are living in a world where, yeah, you've got the All Arts Academy. You could make an audio show. You could go make your own web series. Like there's, there's really no reason people can't make stuff anymore. So that's always a fun exercise too, if you're going to write a spec, because then once you write something you like, you could go like, wow, now I can actually make this, you know? Oh, and absolutely. Then, in fact, we're going to have a friend on he has made more than one movie with a budget of less than $500. And then he's gone through uh, getting it up on Amazon. So like he's got right. multiple movies up on Amazon that you could watch right now if you have Amazon Prime, or you could buy it if you have Amazon not so prime. And, uh, but he's made those movies with a DSLR camera and $500 in New York and has done it all over and over again. I love it. Yeah, it, it's 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 Beautiful. a it's a great the way uh, technology has become yeah. an equalizer so many people. If you are intelligent and willing to take the time to learn, you can make your own movie. In fact, that's exactly what we should do a whole class about about how to make a closest to zero budget movie. Let me write that down. Closest to zero movie. And yep. then I have, so, Victor, I feel like if we did an episode about that, you could mm -hmm. recap that whole conversation and put that into a rap song. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, I could. You could make educational rap songs. <laughs> I have two questions. Yes. Okay. So the first question is, uh, so a lot of those writing programs, like for example, like the Nickelodeon one that they just started, they ask for the uh, spec scripts for older shows and stuff like that. So what mm -hmm. what is kind of your advice on writing for that? Do you still kind of want to write it like it's fictional or would you still, not fictional, like something that wouldn't exist in that world or do you want to 
make that sound closer to the writer's voices when you're writing those kind of spec scripts? If I mean, write something that you enjoy. If me personally, if I was writing a spec, if I was applying to a Nickelodeon writing program and they were like, hey, we want a spec script for friends, mm -hmm. I would write something so with friends in their voices, but something that would happen outside of friends. But that's what I would do. That doesn't mean that you would have to do that. I mean, you just have to go with what you enjoy writing, write a version of that show that you actually enjoy writing because it'll come across in your writing. The one thing, the one reason I say that, um, one thing that's reason that I say that I would write something that wouldn't happen on friends is because if they're telling everybody to do spec scripts of friends and then your script is different in uh, any way, gotcha. it's probably a good thing. That's probably oh. also why Drea was describing like she wrote an R-rated script but got meetings at Disney. Yeah, gotcha. because most of the time people will submit to Disney with things they think Disney wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you want to make sure it stands out from whatever else is right. Okay. Like, yep. If you're just writing from your pure voice, you're never gonna sound like anybody else, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, um, the other thing I just wanted to say because the industry is changing and we're headed into mm -hmm. a new world, but I think there is going to be a world where it's not okay for studios to ask writers to write spec scripts of episodes of TV shows that they're still making and submitting those, uh, you know, it's like, it. that's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm just saying like, do the research on the studios that you're looking at, mm -hmm. Google their lawsuits, you know, because <laughs> like, we, because we were just living in a world where, you know, casting Ooh. directors were starting to charge actors to, to audition and they shut that down, you know? And then there's kind of this thing that's happening. The WGA is fighting, trying to fight this of like studios and networks saying, Hey, just pitch us spec scripts of these shows. And then we promise we're not going to air them, but like, you don't really, there's no way to protect yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and it's great to like be seen and be read, but you know, just be conscious of where you're putting your energy. Make sure it's a company you want to be working for if you're going to go into those programs, you know? Gotcha. I, I actually worked at a job. I worked as a producer on a show where they had me pitch sketches to them. And then I think they forgot that I had pitched a particular sketch because I was hired on that show. But mm. then I saw a sketch come across my desk, which was my sketch, uncredited, <laughs> not credited to me. Wow. It's like a sketch that I had pitched. And I was like, hey, this is my yeah. sketch. <laughs> yeah. That, and that, stuff, that stuff happens all the time. Zeitgeist stuff happens all the time. But there are some really good programs out there. So, like, put your energy oh, yeah. towards mine that are the good ones is what i'm encouraging you know gotcha agree all right and i have one more question yes okay so i've been just looking up different stuff that people ask to put in a writing package uh what do y'all suggest just like you already have in there i know different places ask for different stuff so what are uh, like i guess restate the, your question please i'm trying to figure out how to ask okay so what are some staples that are asked for in different writing packages there we go ah uh, okay yeah. well i mean when you're talking like a late night or a panel or a comedy show uh late night shows will often ask for uh monologue jokes they'll ask for desk pieces the desk piece is usually a recurring longer joke in the style of the show or a piece that 
relies on other media, maybe other actors. Uh, they're usually called desk. They're like mini sketches of where car, the host is sitting at a desk. Car karaoke, car karaoke, right? Yeah, car karaoke. Well, that's not a desk piece. That that well, but that's another type of thing that they do. Technically, if you were submitting a packet to a late night show, they mm -hmm. all, you know, that's like its own little bucket now. And sometimes they have different rooms. So they used to be like, you submit monologue jokes and sketches. And then some late night shows only want you to submit for sketches. Or they only want you to submit for monologue, you know, because they're separate. So it really is different from every show. But yes, those yeah, are all. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I know people who write on the Tonight Show and there's people yeah. who just write monologue jokes and that's it that's what they do all day and there's other people who all they do is write sketches like they're but uh when they i mean it differs from show to show uh i personally have a packet like when people ask me to write for anything comedy and they want to see writing samples my packet includes uh evergreen evergreen uh monologue jokes or giant event monologue jokes like things that people don't forget which mm -hmm. is different from evergreen because yeah. monologue jokes you have to write them every night and so an evergreen joke is a is is a joke obviously that never gets old but a big event joke is a joke that people don't forget about like if you write a joke about uh i'm trying to think i, I can only think of tragedies right now uh, me too so, <laughs> i was like i don't to, want to say if you're, yeah, but like if you're like independent day yeah if you're writing a joke <laughs> about yeah say independence day that might be it gotcha. yeah or the uh so the like day the Christmas. day that the uh women's uh women's suffrage happened and 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 women got the vote that's a positive thing okay <laughs> even though you wouldn't be alive, but you. I think you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A joke that is around in an event that people won't forget. I can only think of tragedies. I'm sure the you Earth can think of plenty. Landing, the Earth Moon landing. When we yeah. all found out that Canada also has aliens, you know that was recent. <laughs> that was pretty big yeah. news. <laughs> the day that the day the government said there were aliens. I know that it happened. <laughs> Did we forget. Why is everybody acting normal? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, walking around like aliens aren't here. None of uh, Then I also have like sketches, like SNL type sketches in my pitch packet, and I also have like uh, essays, long essays, which are different than any of those writings, but just demonstrate that I can write and gotcha. they're funny. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like like, um, it really depends on the TV show you're submitting for. They'll usually ask, but when you're asked for your basic sample, that's when you want to submit whatever your best foot forward is. And that might be like, I have a girlfriend who is a machine gun comedy writer for those like roast battle shows. Mm -hmm. So she's also an amazing script writer, but she has a half hour that's dope. She's got a 45 minute that's dope. And she's got like a couple of pages of just her top banger jokes. And so when she submits, she goes, Whoa, this is what I'm bringing. But not every show wants all that. You know, some shows might, might just want her jokes. Some shows might just want, you know. So it's really just, you got to, whatever you think best represents you for the job at hand. Gotcha. Now, if you have any more questions out there, uh, please put them in the comments uh, and then we will put the questions up and answer them. Uh, other than that, we're going to start wrapping up. First of all, I'd like to say a big thank you to Drea for coming on the show today. 
Thank you so much talking with us about spec scripts. It's always a good time with you, Drea. Look at that dance. Is that original? Thanks to Deputy Headmistress Roxy Hayes. As That's always, me. I am Dean Victor Varnado. You can find us out there at artsacademypodcast.com. You can find us on all social media at Arts, uh, Alt Arts Academy at Alt, Alt Arts Academy on all social media. And look us up at altartsacademy.com as well. You've all been wonderful. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. We had a we had a thank you from right, online yeah. to Sunday. Thank you. Thanks. All right. That's guys, it, everybody. Please visit altartsacademy.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.